There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 65 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 9 of season 2 of The Magicians. So, I was expecting a little bit different from the previews. I'll tell you that. But oh, okay. Not bad. Expecting, But I'll explain when we get there. So, because we have ratings news, let's jump into that first. All right. This episode brought in a 0.25 in adults 18 to 29 and 0.25. 611 million viewers for the 41st overall rated cable show. Episode 6, The Cock Barons, The Live Plus 7 Days, apparently got lost in the ether due to a system crash during an upgrade over at the Nielsen Company because those have not shown up. Oh, no. Yes. I know you talked about that last episode, but they were able to recover information. Yeah, but apparently not the Live Plus 7s because I haven't seen anything on them. Now, the the Live Plus 7s for Episode 7, Plan B, did come out. It tied for ninth in adults 18 to 49 total gain, going from 0.2 to 0.7 for an increase of 250%. Wow. Which ends up being second in percentage gain behind, one, The Expanse. <laughs> and it also tied for fifth in viewers' percentage gain, going from Point six two six to one point four six nine million viewers for an increase of a hundred and thirty five percent. Nice, nice. Yes. All right, Sci-Fi, you re- you renewed Expanse. It's time to renew the Magicians now. And there's so many books with this too, right? So I mean, yes. they have plenty of material. Yes, they do. They're killing me the way this is going, though. Yes. Ugh. And this week from Den of Geek, Sci-Fi has officially confirmed that Van Helsing's Season 2 will happen in 2017. Like the first, Season 2 will run for 13 episodes. Uh, right now, they're currently in production in Vancouver and is, is slated for a fall 2017 retur- return date. And we'll share you with you specifics as soon as we know them. Nomadic Pictures, which produces Van Helsing for Sci-Fi, announced in March that Canadian actress and former fashion model Missy Peregrim from Rookie Blue has joined the cast of Van Helsing Season 2. We are thrilled to have Missy join our amazing cast of warriors, said Chad Oakes, executive producer and co-chairman of Nomadic Pictures. Her physical and mental strength as an actress adds amazing chemistry to our family. We are so happy to be working with her. Showrunner Neil Laboot adds to the praise for Peregrim, who will add to the show's strong female contingent. We are so lucky and happy to have Missy join the Van Helsing team this season. The series thrives on female energy and power, and we're getting two barrels full with Missy's talent. I can't wait to see her jump into battle alongside Kelly Overton and the rest of the cast with all we have planned for them in Season 2. 
I had to look up who she was because I knew the name. Right. She was in Reaper, Heroes, Smallville for a couple episodes, Stick It, which if you've seen that movie, she's was the lead. So. Right. So uh, she's been in a lot, actually. I, I didn't realize how much she'd been in. Right. And also it was announced that uh, season one will be on Netflix very shortly. So they made us wait quite a while with Van Helsing. If yes. they were going to will they, won't they kind of thing with season two. So hopefully they won't do that with magicians. Yes. Not with these wonderful numbers that yeah. the Live Plus 7 has been giving them. So I know going into Van Helsing, we were both like, okay, what's this going to be? And I think we were both pleasantly surprised the way they turned out. Right. I mean, there there was a certain show that we won't mention that mm-hmm. we were like, oh, this looks great. And then it's like, eh. uh, maybe not. <laughs> so, I mean, sci-fi has been re- producing pretty good shows, uh, which I think have been pretty good. Obviously, everything's my own opinion. Right. So I, I think giving us more of this would be amazing because this and The Expanse, the special effects have been over the top. Nothing that we expected from sci-fi. Right. And I think this is really bringing it back to, and and we've touched on this before, what we thought sci-fi was going to be from the start. Yes. So I'm really hoping they do do more like this. And, you know, Van Helsing, I think, is a pretty good fit. And I hadn't heard anything more about Incorporated. Had you? I don't think so. Because I feel like there's so many different ways everything could go. Because obviously we only know about a small portion of that world at that time. Right. So, I don't know what sci-fi you guys have been surprising us, and hopefully everybody out there listening thinks the same. So, definitely, if you want another season of this one, get on the Twitterverse and start hashtagging Season 3 Magicians. Maybe that'll get their attention. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to jump in to Episode 9. I almost said Season 9. (laughs) <laughs> Episode 9, Lesser Evils. Julia recklessly continues her quest while Elliot and Margot step up to protect Fillory. Okay, so what I was going to say earlier, I didn't okay. know what to expect because of the previews, and I honestly thought we were going to get like a Fillory musical episode. Right, the whole but, episode. Yeah, would be that's musical. what I thought. So it wasn't all musical. Obviously, you guys have seen it. Otherwise, I can't believe you're listening to us first, but you know, hey, teach their own. Um,. But I thought it was really interesting that we did get music, and it makes me wonder how many of the cast actually sang the, themselves. Do you think right. it was the whole cast? I have a feeling it was. That's impressive if it was. Yes, very. I, unfortunately, was sick and was not able to live tweet, because that would have definitely been my question to everybody. Because we had Hale Appleton, Brittany Curran, Summer Bichelle, and a few of the supporting characters, basically, in Fillory that were all singing. So I'm wondering how much, you know, they all just have that kind of training. Because I thought it, it worked really well. Otherwise, there's somebody amazing in the sound effects. But... <laughs> in the sound department, there's yeah. some uh, awful good uh, editing going on there. If that's the case, I really need to talk to him about tweaking everything for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't think we can afford that kind of tweaking. But, you know, whatever. I thought it was great. I mean, overall, I'm just going to give you a general feel for this episode. There was some heartstrings being pulled. There was a few times when I did watch it, I almost sent you a message like, you know, WTF. 
Yes, there was several of those moments. Yeah, and mostly I was just like, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> so that happened a couple of times. But what were your overall thoughts before we jump in? It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was another one of those. It wasn't quite the bank heist, but it wasn't quite as intense as some of the others is either. So so it definitely was kind of a lighthearted mo- uh, episode for me for the most part. Except a certain someone, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. There there definitely was some big stuff going on, though. All right. Where do you want to start? We'll jump in now. All right. Let's... Shall we talk Quentin and Alice? Oh. See, I think that kind of has to wait. Okay. Only because we have a lot of Julia mixed in. Yeah. That, uh, well, there's a lot of Julia in almost everything. That's true. Well, all right, let's start with Julia and Fillory first. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Julia and uh, Fillory first. We're going to basically follow Julia around around, uh, the magicians is basically what it is. Right. We start off with Penny and Katie. Penny uh, took the uh, button so he could pop over to uh, Fillory. Yes, it's important to say, though, he did take it from Quentin out of his stuff, and Quentin was kind of ticked off. Yes. Thinking that he was just stealing from him because Katie and Penny had to rat Quentin out. But it wasn't in a bad way. It was to try to protect him and save him somehow. So that's how they took it. It wasn't just randomly like he lifted it. He took it out of his stuff in full view. Yes. (laughs) When poor Quentin was locked up so Alice couldn't do something. With Can I just say for a moment, and I know I'm already off track, the sexually transmitted lycanthropy guy... What the hell was that? <laughs> He's kind of a werewolf, but not really. He just had right. <laughs> he got Partially. it because he had sex with somebody who was. I mean, they didn't exactly explain it. No, they didn't. But it was just kind of random and funny. Yes, very. And I know we've talked about how they don't really throw things in that are just like totally a red herring. But I feel like he, him, like that werewolf guy, and then that woman with the candy house right are they coming back into play (laughs) or are you guys really just like this is the world we're just putting it out there because i just feel like these are kind of important and i'm probably like really just hoping they're going to come back to these things somehow right and it's just because you enjoy the the absolute insanity of the character so yeah you kind of want to see them somehow reappear in a a future episode and who knows, maybe season four or five, they'll bring, come, <laughs> bring it back in for something. <laughs> something random. Okay, sorry. Yeah. All right, let's get back to Petty, Penny and Katie. Yeah, popping back into Fillory and, well. Jailbreak. Why? <laughs> I mean, she, I, I get it. Katie's, like, feeling responsible because of everything. You know, getting Julia into the world of the hedges, I guess, even though... She didn't bring her in, but yeah, it's kind of both, I guess. Her getting her shade taken and ultimately her being on Reynard's radar. Right. But at the same time, I think she feels really grateful to Julia because Julia basically made the elixir to help her get off drugs. Julia had found her in the first place to save her from heroin. Right. And... So I I think Katie feels real guilty about everything that's happening. So, yes, she wants to help Julia no matter what. So as they find the adult child and they want to help her, 
she's just got blinders on about everything that's happening. And it kind of makes me feel like, Katie, I know you had a lot of stuff happen with your mom, and you were really being screwed over by other hedge witches, but you've got to be able to see what's right in front of you. And it eventually it does. She finally has a moment with Julia and basically says, we're done because you're not the same person that I tried to help. But it, you know, that I felt like I owed, because if it wasn't for Julia, she would have ended up being Renard's uh That's true. Treat. That's true. I kind of forget that Julia was like, get out. Right. I don't know, but it's still, I mean, it took so much for her to really come around to that moment, don't you uh, think? True, true. But she was very loyal to the Julia she knew, and, I mean, it's only been... Two, this is the second episode since Julia lost her shade, so... Is it just me, or does it feel like it's been a whole season? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, the way they they ramped it up... Right. It just feels like Julia has not had her shade for so long. Right. I mean, yeah, you could almost go all the way back to last season, because Julia's been on her path of revenge. So, yeah, it, it definitely feels like She's not quite been Julia for quite a while. Yeah, ever since uh, she wasn't allowed into break bills. Mm. Okay. Well, like you said, Penny and Katie try to, well, they don't try. They actually break her out. Right. But they ask her why she's in there. And she's like, oh, I killed trees. They were talking trees. Like, eh, whatever. No big deal. Right. And obviously. And even giggled at the end, you know, like. Well, obviously, Katie and Penny don't know the severity at that point. Right. And they aren't able to stick around long enough to find out why Margot locked her up. Now, if they knew, do you think they would have taken her out? Like, I meant take her out of jail, not physically. Right. (laughs) I have a feeling that might have given them some doubt as to whether this was the right move or not. Hmm. I mean, yes, they do need to get to... Renard's son as soon as possible before Renard does, but Julia's haphazardly doing things, and so not a good thing. No. I just feel, I don't know, everything that was happening with those those three this episode, I don't know, it was, ugh. <laughs> I don't even know how to put it in words, because it was just making me angry. Because, okay, they break her out, they go find the son. They find right. Renard's son. Turns out he's a senator. Of course. Yeah, of course he had to be, right? And he has been really lucky, so he doesn't know he's using his powers, but he has been this whole time. Yes, because he's never had a bill not be passed. Even the really boring ones, as Kate would right. say. <laughs> and that one little uh, video of one of his speeches that he was making, you could see that this guy could really um, pull a... Um, uh, Hitler real quick. Yes, because he had these people basically under his thrall without intending to. Right. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah, a little brain, a lot of brainwashing going on without him even realizing. Right. It. Well, they go to see him and, okay, we have to make this quick. Magic's real. Yo, look at this. Ba, 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 ba. But then Julia's like, all right, we don't need him to believe him. Believe us. We just need his blood. And she's like, pulls out a knife and she's going to kill him. Right? What the hell, Julia? (laughs) And yes, I said that multiple times this episode. 
Yes. And she's yeah, just like, she just wanted the power and no big deal. Yeah, person doesn't mean a thing. Just give me your power. Give me the power. I, I mean, seriously, I don't know. I and I did not go back to read the tweets because I have a feeling a lot of people were along the same lines as me. I'm sure. And I was just sitting there like, holy crap. She went from zero to a hundred right here. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know, they're like telling her, no, we need something to contain the power. And she's like, oh, like this. And she pulls out like this little tiny ball. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this? It's bigger on the inside. Maybe like TARDIS. Who knows? But I think Katie and Penny right there are like, you know, this bitch is crazy. Yes. What is she doing? So they kidnap him, which, you know, not a good thing. Take him to break bills and stashing him in a closet. <laughs> you could, in like, put him in the bedroom or something. Right. <laughs> because then nobody would have thought it was weird that you were, like, well, they might have thought you were, it was weird you were taking an unconscious guy up to the room, but not necessarily. And just nothing. I mean, Julia just kept wanting to try to kill him. Oh, this, oh God. And, of course, that leads to even more trouble because Julia ends up getting locked up in one of the cages next to Quentin while Quentin isn't Quentin. I thought she just went to go see him. I think they had her locked up. But she was out right away. I don't think and she was And that was because, up. I think, the um, once the um, wards went down. Well, no, because they had moved Quentin into the infirmary. No, because Julia was there. She wasn't locked okay. up. She just went to go see Q. Okay. But that's when she figured out that Q isn't Q necessarily. Right. And funny, because that's when Alice also figured out that she doesn't have her shade. Yes. Interesting how those two are able to pick up on everything you know, right away, and nobody else can figure this crap out. Please tell me why. Like mines? I don't know. Well... Alice is a Niffin right now, so she can sense things that mere mortal or mere mortal <laughs> humans can't, <laughs> shall we say. The mere mortals, Just like yes. Bernard was able to tell immediately that Julia didn't have her shape. That's true. And speaking of Bernard, he has figured out how to track Julia. Unless he always figured she was going to break bills and there was a way for him to find her because she kind of went off of the radar. Well, yes, and apparently the um, the little uh, spell that she got from the Lorian magician didn't really keep her invisible mm -hmm. because as soon as the senator disappearing and caught on surveillance tape, Renard goes, "Oh, well, they're going to be at break bills because where else would the magicians go?" Right to stay hidden from him at least. True. Sure. Since he, well, they could have went to Fillory, but, you know, he doesn't know that. Right. Oh, Reynard. So, of course, Alice and Julia make a deal that if Julia will convince Quentin to free her, that Alice will kill Reynard for her. Now, do we think Alice could really do it? I'm not 100% sure, because she's a niffin, he's a god. She had problems with the beast. So, but she was able to kill the beast. At yes, least we she, think she killed the beast. Right. Well, she had to niffin out to do it. Yes, but as a niffin, she was able to. True. So that's why it's like ugh, he wasn't a god. Right. So the question still stands: Would she be able to do it? I'm still not a hundred percent sure. Hmm. Julia sure thought 
Nippinalis could. So yeah, well, Julia doesn't care about anything about unless they're trying to kill Reynard. Right. That's all she cares about. So, she would have been yeah, willing anything to, that she. <laughs> yeah, she would have been willing to sacrifice the entire student body of Breakbills if she thought that one of them could have killed Renard. Right. Well, she kind of did that, though. Yes, she did. Because <laughs> as soon as the magic fails and the wards go down, in comes Renard, and they do get some wards back up, but Julia basically pushes. Q out there to force him to let Alice go and see if Niffin can get rid of him. Yeah, this was the moment I said I almost sent you a message. Right. Because <laughs> Julia is behind the wards talking smack, basically. Yes. And she just throws Q to the other side. And, you know, as she is, in air quotes, people helping him out of the infirmary, she's like, oh, yeah, take care of this. Let Alice go. She can do it. She has no idea, you know, the whole situation that's happened up until now, and she doesn't care. Right. And she's going to sacrifice this person who has been her best friend for how long? Right. All because... Since they were very young children. All because she thinks that it'll help her. Right. And ultimately, if she has lost her shade, once she has her revenge, then what? Exactly. So I, I don't think anything would help anyway. But, you know, Penny and Katie come around the corner and they're like, what the hell did you just do? And Penny, you know, tries to pop in to grab Q and pop out. Well, Reynard freezes him. Right. And she's just like, huh. And the whole time, Reynard's just like taunting her. Oh, I guess I'll just have some fun with your friends. Right. But that didn't matter to her now. Nope. And that's a taunt that is worthless because Julia doesn't have her shade. So. Her friends mean nothing to her. Oh, God. It was so frustrating me. Right. And then, well, here comes the kid, the senator. <laughs> Junior. Yeah. <laughs> and Reynard had tried to get to him. He's like, oh, oh no, no. I I'm not hurting your friends. I wasn't going to hurt them. It's like, oh, my God. Did I not just have a Dobby moment? Yes. <laughs> murder. Never murder. Just maim. It's like, wait, what just happened? Yes, exactly. And he goes with him. Yes, now, he does. I feel like the senator went with him because up until now, he had, he inadvertently used his powers, but deep down, he was probably brought up very well where he thinks he's a good person, which I want to believe that he's a good person. Right. And that he is doing this to help everybody at break bills because he was in the room when they're like, well, hopefully the wards will hold out long enough where we can figure out what to do with Reynard. Right. He was there. He hears it. He's like, I can't let these people get hurt over something, even though he doesn't know anything about it. So that's why I'm hoping and praying that he is really this good person and Reynard is not going to twist him. But I don't know. Yeah. Keeping fingers crossed that the senator does the right thing and... But we will have to wait and see because Renard, he's a fox, so. But he's a, he's a demigod. And yes. there's always been stories and lore about, like Katie said, the power that the demigods have. And they may even have enough to defeat the gods. Look right. back at the stories of Hercules. It's usually because they're underestimated by said gods. So maybe. He knows, we don't know, maybe he you know, majored in Greek mythology. 
It, maybe he had some of those that information up his sleeve. Let's hope. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was crazy. And basically, this is at the point where Katie ends up grabbing Julia. Now, I thought she was back in Fillory in a cell, just a really a much crappier cell. Right. No. Turns out they throw her in a clean room. Right. Where there will be no magic here, Missy. <laughs> yeah. You are had your hands tied now. And Julia was pissed. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, come on. Somewhere she has to, even without her shade, she has to realize, you just tried to kill your friend. That's not normal social norms. <laughs> no. Uh, but apparently, you know, she's still not seeing it. So, I don't know. We're, I, I, I know we're jumping around, and I know you guys are probably like, Jesus, Sean, stay on track. But, because Julia was so much on the Earth side, let's say that. In everything, and the stories kind of revolved around her. Right. Do you think that somehow they're going to get through to Julia? Because I know when Q comes back, he's going to be betrayed or feeling betrayed when he goes to see her. And I feel like he might be the only one who can get through. But do you think it will actually happen? What I expect to see happen over the next episode or two is Quentin, because of what he does at the end of the episode, will. Say, okay, Julia's shade is inert. I can't do anything about Alice. Let me try to do something about Julia's shade and see if there's a way to bring it back. Okay. Act reactivate it. Try to work on one problem since he wasn't able right. to work on the other. Right. Seeing that he lost Alice and doesn't expect to see her again. Which, yeah, we kind of didn't say that because they kept telling him to box Alice. Now, at the same time, I felt like that wasn't going to be so easy. I mean, not just him mentally doing it, but right. magic to Physically, do it. Physically, yeah. But Alice is like, come on, I just want to do great magic. I don't want to kill anybody. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a really good way to broach the subject. I'm not going to kill anyone. Come on. Right. I just wouldn't do magic that might kill people. Who knows? You know, that's kind of how I felt like that was going. <laughs> right. Yeah. Alice was beginning to sound very similar to Julia. Yeah. So, I don't know. But at the end, I, with everything that happened, poor Q, I think at that point it was either they were both going to die or he had to let her out. Right. And he decides to let her out. And she just, we don't see her. She just kind of zips off in a big, you know, ball of blue light. And he's like, I really do hope you just do good magic. Fantastic magic. I just felt like we're going to see him in the bottle of a bottle. <laughs> that was kind of depressing. I felt so bad for everything that happened to Quentin this time. Right. And fortunately, there's just too much going on to allow Quentin that time to bury himself in a bottle. I really believe that it's either he's got to fix Julia or he needs to go to Fillory and try to get Margot out of her trouble. Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot. There is a lot happening. Yeah. So I don't I don't think he's going to. Now, yeah, I, he could just say, screw all of you and crawl into the into a bottle. But I don't really. I mean, yeah, I, it's it's possible <laughs> because he was pretty damn low when Alice died. That's so. true. I don't know. Unfortunately, I feel like that would be my route with this the way it happened. And right. then, like, I need some time. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me some bourbon. But maybe 
Maybe uh, Quentin is much better adjusted even, than I am, even though it doesn't seem that way. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. Now, I feel like that's pretty much all of Earth. We had a lot of yes. stuff happening. Let's go to Fillory, shall we? Alrighty. So we get there, and Elliot and Margo were talking to the, the court, trying to um, see if there's possibly another way of uh, getting out of this war with Florian. Well, yeah, had Margo not been like, I declare war! You have to realize words have consequences. Yes. <laughs> but a lot of it. Ultimately, yes, there is a way. It's a one-on-one duel. And it would make Elliot super popular. <laughs> and I loved it because they're like, really? Would I be like the most popular? And Margo's like, uh, he's already seeing the statues. Never mind. This is happening. I loved it. <laughs> loved it. <laughs> oh, and Elliot going, oh, this guy's got to be at least 50 and I'm pretty buff. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any idea how long these people live. Yeah. And later on, Margo, uh, they inform him that, yeah, he's done this 14 times. And hasn't lost yet, so. <laughs> He's like, crap. So I, I do like it though, because we had finally a little more, oh, interaction with Elliot and his wife, but in a good way. Yes, absolutely. Because I love that Finn says, you know, I, I haven't always been trustworthy, but, you know, you're kind of always worried when they're like, oh, but, uh. Yeah. <laughs> but this was a really good one. She throws out, my grandfather made the sword for a high king with a spell that's attached, but it was never claimed, so it could be yours. And I love Elliot's like, oh, but, you know, it takes time. She's like, well, yeah, there's a way around it. Right. Her grandfather purposely uh, fixed it so the high king wouldn't have to go through the months and months of uh, learning the proper uh, magic to uh, become a great swordsman. And it's all just reciting what's on the Yeah, <laughs> on the I like itself. the way she said it. You the royal court, they didn't always have uh time to do this. Yeah. <laughs> she was trying to be real delicate with basically saying, Yeah, they were lazy, so we tried to find the easiest way for them to do this. Well it worked right. out. <laughs> yeah. As long as magic holds out. Which of course we're having brownouts more and more. Right. But Margot decides to talk to the council. It's like, all right, guys, there's got to be a way. What's going on? What can we do with the fountain? Or the wellspring, sorry. And I, I'm i sorry, the sloth. It's not like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's so creepy. Like, if you heard that in a horror movie, you know you need to run. Right. <laughs> but because it's a sloth and it's kind of cute, it's not so weird. I don't know. So she gets the 411. Yes, I did that. I'm a nerd. And it's all about fairies can do it, but there's always a catch. Yes. Now, the catch is like they always have really complex uh, contracts, basically, to fulfill anything. And you have to talk to their human counterpart, their negotiator. But I feel like they didn't truly tell Margot everything. Oh, of course not. Because had they did it, maybe she wouldn't have said what she said. Right. She definitely pisses the guy off. And it wasn't even really a, a serious question. She was like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. And that was what you know irritated him, and he didn't want to negotiate anymore or discuss any terms of the deal. 
the, really? Because she asked him a question previous. She asks him, you're not, you know, when he asks for what he wants, he's like, you're not going to eat it or anything, are you? That was a question. Now, why that question was totally fine. But then, you know, when it was the, are you kidding me kind of thing? Right. You know, why one and not the other? That's what I was trying to figure out. Or is it just like, oh, I'm going to be a jerk and basically we're going to get what we want or you're not. I kind of assumed that that was probably the more likely was that he was just being a jerk and still going to get whatever he wanted anyway. Kind of weirds me out why they want this so bad, though. Well, I'm this. kind of assuming that fairies basically aren't, uh, shall we say, reproducing. Uh, they, so they basically need yes, a child. children from t- time to time to replenish themselves. But not just any child. They wanted a child of White Spire. I love it. Margo's yes. like, all right, I guess we can get knocked up. Margo, you're so classy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, but oh, God, seriously. But no, no, no. They didn't want just any child. No. They wanted the High King's child, which I feel like that's a big deal, too, that we just don't know enough about. But because well, Margot's no, exclamation. Right. Well, she had no problems with getting pregnant with Elliot, and it would be the High King's child. But you have to remember, this is the fairies. It's not just the child. It's the firstborn. We go back to the fairy tales. Oh. I didn't even think about that. Yes. Yeah. Nice little throwback there. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. But just sounds Yeah, creepy. so even though the fairies may be able to do what they said they were going to do, why don't we call them the Wicked Witches of the West? <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. We we don't know if they're nope, going to be able to actually fix the wellspring. Right. It looked like they did, but you never know. True. Hmm. But we did have a musical number. Yes, we did. And it was a scene from Les Mis, which funny because Margot's like, hey, you did that, that play and you said you were great. And he's like, I was all right. All right. I was pretty good. And so next- well, during in the matinees yeah. were, uh, but the, Evening performances, I nail. Which is great, because then next thing you know, they start singing. That's why I thought we were going to have, like, a whole musical thing. Right. Uh, so they're singing going into battle, which is weird, but whatever. And I love it. No, that, they said that it was supposed to build confidence and, you know, because he was feeling very doubtful, even though he had the spell, you know, because he finds out that S's father has killed 14 in a row. And True. so he's not super confident and Margot figures well breaking out into this part of the song will boost his confidence which is, and it did yes it did it, and it was kind of funny though too because they get over to battle and yes that the king of floria it's like i'm confused i thought it was today is it yeah. <laughs> it's a metaphor <laughs> so they had a really great fight starting and then he runs away and elliot's like wait what can, can he do that Right. I was yeah, thinking the exactly. same thing. I'm like, uh. Did he just default? What uh, happened here? And he wasn't going to fight any further in front of his court? I, I, yeah, it blew, it floored me as well. I didn't understand it. And I love it because his son, Princess, was like, oh no, it's not over. Not till one of you're dead. So get on with that. Better go chase yeah. him. 
Give chase. What the hell is that? He's chasing him into the woods? Uh, wasn't he talking to the, the dyad? Maybe that's not the best idea. And plus. Right. All the trees aren't, aren't real happy right. with, uh, Fillory right now either. So yeah, that could have, uh, turned out that's real horribly bad. That's exactly right. <laughs> it. I was like, oh crap. The king doesn't have to kill him. The trees will. Right. Well, it turns out he, Elliot gets him and it, it was within just a moment. A hair's breath, and then the magic goes out. Now, the way it was at that moment, Elliot could have killed the man. Oh, yes, absolutely. All he had to do was just thrust forward, yes. and it was over. But Elliot's not going to kill anybody. Elliot doesn't <laughs> want to kill anybody. No. So Elliot He's runs. He's not Julia. <laughs> Elliot runs, and he ends up treeing himself. <laughs> and this actually kind of worked out. Even though he could have killed him, I think things would have been very, very weird. Mostly because Elliot would have been freaking out. Right. And because, obviously, Prince S would want to avenge his father, even though this was lawful, blah, blah, blah. Very true. So I think they would have just been running into more problems. But off screen, we find out more information, apparently. Because at the end, we find out that, oh, apparently, in Fillory... Yes, the king could be married, but you can take one of each sex. Right. And Now, apparently that's all over the land because... Uh, true, sorry. Could, the Florian king could have done that as well, and maybe he had, and his wife outlived his husband, but was still dead anyway, mm -hmm. so... I'm sorry, I said Fillory, kind of like it's the whole world. World, which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever world they're on. Yeah. But, uh... I thought that was interesting. So they work out basically a truce by deciding they're going to get married. And splitting the wellspring. True. Between the two countries. And still don't know that Margot made a deal. And she made Finn promise. I can save, I can save Elliot. I can save Fillory. But you have to promise to do whatever I say. And she never tells her what it is. Just she's, no. she is promised. Yep. And. That's kind of where we end because, you know, Elliot's like, yes, you know, we can get secrets and espionage and very tutors. And he's like, oh, yeah, how did you fix it? And she turns and looks like out Look, the window, <laughs> which, first of all, you're talking to somebody and they just do this turn and look. You don't think that's weird? Come on. Yeah. And we finally <laughs> see the fairies mm -hmm. who do kind of look creepy. Yes, they do. <laughs> Not your normal fairy. And she's just like. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it later. I don't really say anything, and it's just like, yeah, Fargo, you might have gone too far this time. Well, I don't know how she's going to, to tell not just Elliot. Now, I don't, I don't know. I think Elliot's going to be ticked, but I think Finn's going to freak out. But the fact that she said, yes, I will do anything to save Elliot. Right. You know, she's not, I don't think she's going to welch. I don't think so either. She may. You know, not be happy, but yeah, she's not going to back out on it. And then, like you said, the question remains, did they permanently fix it? Right. Because her slowness, the sloth, didn't exactly give us this information. No, of course not. <laughs> but that's, we're only episode nine. We have, what, 13, right? Yeah, one more left. So we'll find out very soon. Uh, yes, I think we will. Oh, I don't think they'll leave this one as a cliffhanger for uh, <laughs> next season. I'm just, I'm kind of glad we don't have the rabbit anymore, though. Private! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. 
Okay, so, like, I popped all around because on Earth, everything was intertwined with Julia, and in Fillory, everything's intertwined with Margot this time, so. Right. It all revolved around Margot. I don't know. I feel like I might be leaving something out. I don't think so. I think we covered everybody that had anything to do. Well, this episode really was kind of crazy. I enjoyed it, though. And I can't wait. Oh, for yeah. More. A lot of fun. Oh, okay, everyone. If you were stressed out about Julia as I was <laughs> and about the deals Margot was making, you should let us know at fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. And you should also let us know everything with ratings on iTunes, on Spreaker, on SoundCloud. I don't know everywhere we are. We're everywhere. Google Play. Yes, we're all over. So let us know. Good ratings help other fans of the show find us. And of course, it helps us know how you feel about it, but we want to hear from you. Like I said, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com. Check out Facebook. Steve's usually updating Facebook, and I've been so horrible with the website, but yeah, I work on it. I'm just slow. Sorry, guys. So <laughs> slow. Anyway, I think that's about it for this episode. And this is Steve. If someone had told me a year ago that I'd be venting to my wife while preparing to do battle on behalf of my mythical kingdom, I'd have done more, a lot more drugs. <laughs> Until next time.